Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamplet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a video quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to AEW Dynamite on the only podcast described by someone as... One of the only professional wrestling podcasts that's actually worth a f- Oh, God. Never gets old. It's going to take a long time before it does. Like, much like MJ's actual matches, that feels like timeless content, doesn't it? I've talked about this at length on the NXT review, uh-huh. which might sound like I'm forcing people to go listen to that, to listen to my extended thoughts on it. Needless to say, it was a cool career moment, and I look forward to Sidgwick getting the opportunity to do some talking yeah. on, on something more AEW-centric. It was a really nice... Yeah, we'll get his thoughts tomorrow on the review, hopefully, guys. A nice thing to be a part of, but as was the entire Double or Nothing weekend, of course. Um, and yet, here we are on a Dynamite preview that's got to be a first of its kind, hasn't it? Like... Every now and then, me and you were prone, prone to making a bit of a joke about th- it's always only ever joke. Three jokes, questions, jokes <laughs> about like AW and whatever. When when things maybe aren't hitting, and Sidgwick, to his immense credit, considering he literally wrote the book on the rise of AW, yeah. has had no problem talking about the plateau of AW, yeah. the occasional fall of AW. Uh, look, that's why MJF says it. That's why the champs, yeah, giving us a moment of his time. Call it as we see it. Like I hate to quote. Matt Reigns, but he was right in his assessment of it. Game recognizes game. <laughs> you know, we just treat the product fairly, and and to that end, I'm going to try and treat this dynamite preview fairly, considering I've just spent a week ensconced in the AW bubble on a work trip, work in inverted commas, <laughs> to Las Vegas. Genuinely, one of the greatest cities I've ever visited. Yeah, a preposterous man-made creation in the middle of the desert that shouldn't and couldn't make sense, but does. Um, and I. I'm not flying into this dynamite. I gotta be honest. Mm. Like, double or nothing was better for me because I was there than what I believe the consensus suggests it was to watch on television. But we're not the podcast that goes, well, actually, I was there live, and let me tell you, it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I feel like I can view this with balance, and what little I've seen on television, I could hear that the crowd didn't seem like they were there for it. And I could tell you all day that my section was loud, and Miller and Phil would tell us the same. They were in different sections. But they felt their section was loud. And I could see other people in different pockets of the arena having a great time. I could tell you that all day. But you, if you were watching at home, are more than tired to think, yeah, AEW's gone quiet. Mm. Uh, oh, fans aren't reacting. And I'm not going to fight that because I think, number one, it's both. Number two, 
objectively, it's not as hot as it was even this time last year, no. let alone two, three years ago. Ticket sales suggest that. Ratings suggest that. Um, and yet the stuff that is still good, I will absolutely fight for, and I will mm. say that it's it's the best in wrestling. Like, MJF is, like, a still a prodigious talent, an incredible world champion, a perfect talismanic figure to have as your world champion is the guy that doesn't need to go very often but does. Look, WWE are doing the exact same model with Roman Reigns. He's, uh, like two sides of the same coin or whatever it is, just doing it ever slightly differently in a way that fits the company they're in. I love his act. I love the match. The four-way was a ton of fun. I love his uh, shouts, let's say, during the match. Yeah. No, 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 no. no what no. the flip? The one where they all did the fish out of water spot and just to get the ovation, and then he popped up on the apron to do his own mini ovation. <laughs> Great rest. I thought it was so funny. There was a point at which, and I'm going to take this to my grave, and MJF, need not confirm or deny this. But I feel like was for me and Sidgwick because he did a Jeff Jarrett strut into a Jimmy Del Rey body wobble. Uh-huh. Now, some people would say that's Ric Flair and Rick Rude, right? <laughs> but I'm going to take it as the two wrestlers that we both love. Yeah. Because then he pointed off into the crowd and did like a wink. And I swear he pointed us. <laughs> obviously, all of these things are complete bollocks, but I'm going to take these things away. So I like I don't disagree with who they've got as champion. I don't disagree particularly with the two or three of the big directions of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was told repeatedly by Tony Khan, much to the chagrin of my forearms as I was holding the camera, <laughs> that June was going to be one of the biggest months in Edo history with the launch of Collision, with the launch of Fight Forever on the consoles and with, mm. um, what was the third thing, Forbidden Door and the Canadian tour that will wrap around Forbidden Door. Huge stuff occurring. Yeah. Right? You'd feel pretty stupid if you'd booked a holiday for the weekend that Collision starts, wouldn't you? Uh, I know I would feel pretty naive and dumb. I know in 2023, the year of our Lord, that if I got my crystal ball out as a wrestling soothsayer on one of the only wrestling podcasts that, and I'm not going to say that bit again because I'm going to give you one more yeah. beat, a really good wrestling podcast as per the AW World Heavyweight Champion. If I could look upon my AW calendar and I could be like, ooh, Big show coming June. Big shoe. Really big shoe. Probably, probably return to CM Punk on that really big show. I need to be free. I need to be around. Oh, God, we've booked a holiday, darling wife. We've booked a holiday. Oh, no. Right, what is it? Right. Let's not have loads <laughs> of extremely effective sexual intercourse because the rumours going around is that AW going to run Wembley in yeah. September. Uh, look, I love... Really effective sexual intercourse as much as you do, darling. <laughs> but we're going to have to at least go February, March, because got big vibes. The AEW are going to run a historic landmark. November is right out. Let's let's do it. Like let's go for them. Like we we just cannot take chances. Like uh, and let's be honest, unprotected, super effective sexual intercourse is taking chances. <laughs> taking at least two in my life. And like, let's just not do that. Nine months later. Oh, it's our beautiful darling boy. Please stop crying. AW running Wembley. It was definitely a bit <laughs> the other week when I was like, we can have the 17th. We can have the 17th. Something's happening then, but it's not in the diary. So, yeah, let's book that. That's cheap, good dates before, you know, not like school holidays, et cetera, et cetera. It's a very finite window we've got before this baby yeah, arrives. Yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, I was doing the news the next day and I was like, of course, it's the 17th of June. Oh, bollocks. So, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> by collision. Thanks, CM Punk. The Double or Nothing was a, is a weird show, though, because, like, in a, you, there's an argument to be made, and I'm, I'm not saying this, I'm just asking questions. Yeah, here, yeah. That it was the worst of the three shows over the weekend. And yet, before you leave no, on Twitter, yeah, no. it had one of the best battle royals I've ever seen. Yep. One of the best four ways I've ever seen. Yep. A wild conclusion with anarchy in the arena. Yep. The return of Fantastic, the road to, is well worth a watch this Thank week. Thank you for saving the best bit of the show to last, which I'm assuming you're going to get to. Yes. Keep, keep going. A, a, a tag title match. <laughs> That's my Jeff Jarrett. That I know at least one person very much enjoyed. He went so long doing his pre-print sell ass. I've just, I, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Um, yeah, and like I say, the return of Chris Statlander, which is, I was, was going to say, yeah, watch The Road too because it's a lovely yeah, homage to, to the road she's been on. Because mm. let's not forget, this wasn't her first knee, ACL, ACL I never know. Yeah, yeah ACL injury. Um, so it's strange to say that. Like, that's, that was the worst show of the weekend. If that's that's one of the worst pay-per-views AEW's put on. But also it had this, 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 and this. I think that's it, isn't it? Standards. We talk a lot about standards, and it's why we hold AEW to a higher standard, yeah. because... If you can call this, and I have seen it in places, I've seen it and I've heard it, the worst AEW pay-per-view ever, right? Now, considering nearly a year's worth of those were done in the pandemic cycle. Mm. Is that right? A full year? Yeah. Like, aye, because Double or Nothing 2020 happened in dailies, Double or Nothing 2021 happened in dailies, and then we were back out on the road. So, yeah, a full year cycle of AEW pay-per-views took place in dailies place, and some people are calling Double or Nothing 2023 the worst AEW pay-per-view ever. And yet, some of those things that you've described were so awesome that it just makes you realise what the standard of an AEW pay-per-view is. That's it, I'm not it? saying that waves away some of the things that didn't work on the show. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm really not. Um, but I just think that's worth considering. And it's worth considering ahead of this Dynamite as well, because I can't believe they've done this. But I went and had a look at a preview video, like when I was on my dinner, just to try and see, because you were away and we hadn't yet had a chance to come together and talk about what was on this card. So we're going in blind here. But we're going in blind to most of the card. Yeah. Have we ever previewed a Dynamite that's got so little advertised for it? Ever? So there is three things advertised? A tote Not three matches and some stuff. Three things. Yeah, a time of recording. Wednesday afternoon here in the UK, we have the TK announcement about Collision, which we'll get to. Yeah. We have... We hear from Don Callis and Kanosuke Takeshita, of course, following the events of Anarchy in the Arena. And we have the mixed tag, Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus Chris Jericho and Soraya. Yeah. That's it. That feels unprecedented to me. Feels like Tony Khan should really take a leaf out of WWE's book. You know, Papa H's booking is goaded. Um, and uh, <laughs> you could just learn a lot. You know, just plan stuff out. Long-term storytelling, Tony, mate. Yeah. It's not as fun when he's not here to wind up. Uh, well, I can see that. Yeah, sorry. I, know I can't I can't sell for you in the way that you might appreciate it from Sidge. Um, it's weird. It is weird um, about this. So, yeah, the Tony Khan announcement, are we leading with that? Yeah, I mean, it's because it, it's another Tony Khan announcement. It's to do with Collision. Is it the confirmation of, of what we all expect? Don't know. Tony Khan will make an announcement about the debut. So that is anything from who's going to be on the card to what might be the main event to what might take place on it. I do hope it's not this that's just dropped on uh, Wrestling Inc. Mm -hmm. uh, John Moxley will not on Collision's premiere. Ah. I hope it's not that. John Moxley's he's working there. Wrestling Revolver's The Ring of Destiny event in Dayton, Ohio on June so 17th. So if he wants to be, he couldn't. I think 
it will be. Um, do I think it'll be CM Punk? Maybe. I don't think he's not going to say the word CM Punk, is he? I don't know. They have sold well for the United Centre, but not sold out. Yes. So if you're wanting to try and just fill those remaining seats, if you're wanting to make those blue dots grey on the map, that's the way to do it. CM Punk will get you your, probably, I think, get your United Centre sellout, and maybe, right? So you if you have you'd... a wrestling crossover, like you and I, when we used to stay up and watch, was it SmackDown sometimes? Yeah. Was that Pando times when yeah. it was very depressing? And we'd just be up and texting back and forth. What about... Wheel of Fortune, like this wrestler will appear on A W Collision. <laughs> blank, 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 blank. Not sure I've got that right. Not many blanks. What on the bankrupt one is a uh, Hangman Page? Anyway, <laughs> no, the um, I don't mean that. I don't. I popped daft from pulling that eye patch off. Like I'm, I'm, I'm Hangman Page guy again for this week. The the Collision timeline goes as follows: Collision gets announced with the. Seven days' time. Seven days, we're going to announce where mm-hmm. it is, right? Between the collision... Am I right? And the collision gets announced. Collision destination for debut gets announced. Tickets go on sale for the United Centre. Yes. In the next day, right? One of the loudest pops at the Dynamite I was at was after the collision Chicago announcement. I put it online. Uh, it was f- CM Punk in the building. CM Punk, CM Punk after the collision announcement. Tickets went on sale and... A lot of them sold, but not all of them. It wasn't that United Centre first dance pose, no. but it did pretty well based on just being in Chicago, and it did pretty well against other cities where AEW is not so hot right mm-hmm. now. Did they keep it like this for a reason? Did they want to sort of see what Chicago could sell just by being in Chicago, just by the implication? And now that they've seen, like they've peaked off the implication, they're like, right, we actually want to sell this building out, and now we're going to give you punk possibly. Maybe they'll see that as a business reason to do it. It'll be an enormous talking point tomorrow. It'd be a talking point so big. Now, this is what makes me think it could be punk. It'd be a talking point so big that a lot of other stuff on the show won't be able to breathe. Mm. So that would explain why nothing else is going to get announced. You could put a random-ass dynamite together with the Tony Khan announcement in the middle and this mixed tag match as your main event. Yeah. And that would be one of the only things that could follow the Tony Khan CM Punk announcement to the point where... Am I going to stay up for this tonight? Jet lag might, Ooh, yeah, might result point. in me staying up for this tonight if I accidentally fall asleep. I've intentionally come into work today to reset my body clock. So if I break it within 24 hours, that's my own Are you fault. on ups and downs this week? I can't remember. I need to check with Sid. Yeah, you would have done it when you went to Dynamite. But I did double or nothing. Ah, Sid did okay. Dynamite. I did double or nothing. So we might flip that back. But either way, um, Jericho in the mixed tag is one of the only things that can sort of like get away with following the announcement that CM Punk is returning to AEW. I just find it hard to imagine it taking place on a TV show. I find it really difficult, like, to imagine Tony Khan doing one of these pre-recorded videos. Saying, and now, the big news. CM Punk will be in action. He could do. CM Punk in action. Da-da. I'll make a prediction that isn't that. He's going to announce that for the first episode of Collision, it's going to be uh, TNT title... Tussling. Tussling. Thank you. Titillation Tussling. Uh, title, yeah. TNT title Tussling. The first night in collision. And it's going to be a two-hour TNA, TNT, two-hour title Tussling. Okay. And all the matches are going to be title matches. And he's going to be battle of the belts, but, you know, good. Good. And all, there's going to be like six title matches or something. And it's going to be... Bell the belts. <laughs> a double collision. I'm yeah. going to make a collision decision. I need to. I need to work. Out. Private precision. That's why I'm going on holiday. Yeah. 
is to work out what I have to say for the new show. This is uh, it's going to be one of the things. This is collision. Deal with precision. Don't make a decision. Tune in for collision on TNT. Friday night, you're all right, I can't believe I got this gig for three fucking weeks. Who knocked my fucking coat? It's all I could see for a while on the chat about Dylan and nothing. I heard he was very cross in that broadcast, but I haven't had time to watch it back yet, so I'm looking forward to I've seen the fan in. footage of like him just throwing his arms in the air as, as cool, uh, cool clash, clash. What's he doing wrestling around here? At least it wasn't in the Battle Royal eh? like Jay White and Jim Ross have got announced table law, haven't they? Um, aye. So if it's not punk, all title match debut edition, or like major announcements on the matches, maybe even some of the card. Yeah, maybe even. Yeah, he can't just be. It's the second coming. You know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, second coming. It's a never mind. A second coming. I only need a first coming. Check my Twitter likes for more. Like seven. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Seventeen days away. There's not long. Gives a card. Gives a card. Gives a look. Whatever. Something like that. Like something big. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Um, I mentioned before, Chris Statlander is back. Mm -hmm. Fantastic to have her back, first of all, before we go any further. Yes, it it really is. It really is. I was worried when we got back to the hotel to do the Double Nothing review that I would come across to you negatively about this. I didn't love what happened on Saturday. The way they laid it out. But I think I'm hugely in the minority. I think Sidge is with me as well. I think we might be in the minority here. And we weren't miseries in the building, I want to point out. It was so hot. It was so fun. Yeah. But you know what? It's hot and fun. And money in the bank cashing. Yeah. And babyface money in the bank cashing is a fraught with problems at their core that nobody bothers with anymore because it's WWE. But WWE did so many things so often that nobody bothered with them. And the Monopoly made, the re- made wrestling stale. So AEW needed to exist to make it not feel so stale to smash the Monopoly. 
So don't do the things that made the board. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, don't yeah. set off the wheel in motion. And it's just breaking a lot of its own rules. And like Tony Khan said a lot, AEW is changing, but I'm excited. June's going to be huge. AEW is changing, but I'm excited. It's great. I don't know if you noticed, Wilborn, but every match in the card was great. AEW is changing, but it was great. <laughs> and maybe that's some sort of like whispered acknowledgement that like uh, the DQs and count outs are coming in a bit more. We're going to start doing impromptu. I might make Stokely Hathaway a GM. You see that video? Mm. Like these things that maybe weren't going to happen might happen more. I might run interference in six out of the eight matches just because I like that. Mm. Bad habits everywhere. We've highlighted them as and when they've occurred and then show no real sign of going away. Maybe that's just a thing now. Maybe we're going to see more impromptu matches like that and wrestlers coming back and you're not permitted to hold them to that standard anymore. The the old, like, I, do I hate to, I, I hate to say this because it, a, it makes me sound like a dickhead, but B, I didn't want to be a misery over it. I, I did sort of say all along that like book has fallen into traps. So I don't make so many promises that you eventually can't keep. Yeah. Because it will disappoint fans down the line. And I think that's what one of the like defining characteristics of AW in 2023 is. I think a lot of fans of the original version are seeing too many diversions from so many things that made it different and made it unique. Do you think they run it back with Jade Cargill? It was such a, what was it, 48 seconds? Do they have Jade Cargill go away? Because she could easily come back and be a baby face with a bit of, you know, mm. even if it's just a few weeks and she returns on Collision, for example, and that's now her show. Yeah. Um, or do you go down the route of, I saw someone suggesting, well, have Taya Valkyrie turn heel and that be Statlander's first feud because you've taken my spotlight. And yes, it's a third title match loss for mm. Valkyrie, but... No one expects Chris to drop it straight away, do they? And mm. with, obviously, the unfortunate issues with Jamie Hayter and how that's kind of have to be held up, you need someone to step up in that role who's not a heel, like Tony Storm, for example. Ty Barker is a great shout because she could also say you wouldn't have even won the title if I didn't weaken Jim. Yeah. Like, I got a 2.99999 off the road to Valhalla. You only got a three with your two bad wheels because of the damage I did. It was Mark Sterling running his mouth and Jade Cargill just had more guts than brains. And then you've got it. You've got mm. your Ty Valkyrie match straight away. I really like that. She should attack her with a chop block. Yeah. That cements the heel turn. Going immediately for the, the legs, trying to re-injure her, all that kind of thing. I'll take that. Um, she was asked in the press scrum, would you like give Jade a rematch? And I really like Chris Statlander, but I think in that moment she was trying to be like more of the real Chris Statlander rather than the kayfabe one. And she was talking at, in le at length about her injuries and her, like the physical and mental health toll it takes to have yeah. these two back-to-back -back injuries and stuff. And she was kind of, it was a bit grey. It was like, yeah, if she wants a match or if she doesn't want a match, that's fine too. And I kind of think that she was knowing that that isn't right now. Right, and it's okay. down the line thing. I think Jade will take a bit of time off. I think that character will rehab. And then I think she'll get a shot down the line. I just don't think it's a right now thing. I would like it. I think you've got to do it. I think at some point you've got to legitimize Chris Statland by having to beat Jade Cargill in a fair fight. Yeah. Because um, that is the thing. Big E is the example I always go to. Who didn't want to see Big E win the belt? Most beloved man in wrestling, right? Mm -hmm. But it was still an odd vibe that he cashed in on an injured Bobby Lashley after a Money in the Bank cash in. And it was all a bit like, yeah. Yeah. I'd have loved you to have done this straight up. At some point, Chris Statland has got to win it straight up. Who's next for MJF? Is it as straightforward as Adam Cole? Well, I thought it was, but then the main event tonight suggests there's, at least for now, they see a little bit more juice in the fruit. Mm. Um, I honestly, and again, all of this could tie into Tony Khan's collision announcement. Uh, I I'm got myself, I've worked myself into a shoot that 
Orange Cassidy, MJF, title for title is a match they should do. Ooh, and uh, MJF, it was a great question. I can't remember who asked it. Someone asked him a, a question about working for Bindoran, working with New Japan yeah. as well. That's got to be factored in too. Yeah, I can't remember who asked the question, but it, I thought it was a really insightful and incisive one. And MJF, like, he did answer the question, but he, it, to him, more important than describing who was in New Japan was, like, sharing his thoughts on, um, like, the state of wrestling podcast. I think I've got the clip of him talking about New Japan here. Oh. One of the only professional wrestling podcasts that's actually worth a f Oh, no, sorry, that's about us. That was about um, the wrestling media, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I've made a mistake there. Yeah, a, we must have lost the button with his long rant about New Japan wrestlers on it. Oh, no, I think I found it. These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to wrestle anybody in New Japan, which is funny. Yeah. Indie fed, all that kind of... It's really funny. He... I think they will delay... So I'm saying Orange Cassidy, but Adam Cole feels right. Mm -hmm. There's a few other people kicking around that it could be for a one-off. Sting is feeling good for all in, isn't he? If you're going to do Dar Ooh. like you beat him with a headlock takeover, so that feels like that's to lead into a single another singles match with Derby that could be you could do. We've talked about this Sting Wembley Derby at all. Yeah, you've mentioned out. that before. You do the back-to-backs. Um, so I wonder if tonight, do you remember the? It's forgotten now because Punk jumped in the crowd and injured himself. But after that match. Um, the Tanahashi match yeah. was set up, wasn't it? Of course. And then we never got that. Um, so I could well see, if not tonight, but very soon, MJF just simply say, I don't know why people get excited about Forbidden Door because MJF's not on the card because I'm not going to work in it. Like, sorry, Tony, you can shove it up your ass. It's going to be the war of 2024 scene. And one of the things I want you to give me is the night off of Forbidden Door and then somebody, TBC, teases him into having no choice but to work it. Um, I think Tanahashi, again, is the match, personally. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I saw Tanahashi and Daniel Garcia. You were there, yeah, I think. And I just, I love him. I love Tanahashi dearly. But I don't know how he doesn't get just eviscerated by MJF uh, in, yes. in the promo battles. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the fun bit. Like, they've sent me this old granddad to just destroy at Forbidden Door. And then Tanahashi just shows him that you're like the experience is worth more than anything MJF yeah. can run his mouth about. The chemistry there is so fantastic. Maybe it will work, but I just don't know if the match expectation will be because we're seeing Tanahashi's limitations start to really show. Well, we've hardly got anything advertised for this, this AEW Dynamite, so I'm going to use what we often do on a SmackDown preview when nothing's been advertised. Who should MJF face next? It's time to play the game! I can't believe we get to do this on an AW podcast. It's weird, isn't it? I don't have the WWE alumni page open in front of me. I do actually have the AW roster page mm -hmm. open in front of me. I am scrolling through it. When you are ready, tell me to stop and give me a number between one and four. And that is who tonight challenges MJF. Not necessarily for Forbidden Door, maybe for next no. week, maybe for the first episode of Collision. Who knows? Just tell me when you want to do this. If I don't land on the one wrestler I want, I'm not going to tell you who this is. After this, I'm going to bogard this podcast and I'm going to bring up the next bullet point before we even get to what's on your list, right? <laughs> so there is a one in, well, I mean, how many people are on that roster? 500? Shot that I get the wrestler I want, but if not, this is what we're yeah, talking we're about up next. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Stop. Oh, my God. Three. You're going to kick yourself. Oh, man. I'm just going to turn it around to see if you'd have picked number two who would have challenged me. Oh, no! 
Oh God. I mean, what a lineup that is, by the way. What a Survivor Series team. Let's go in order. Um, number one, if I'd have chosen number one, it would have been darkness to the top of burp, 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 burp. people go nuts. Jesus Christ, by the way, yeah. two quiet nights and Jeff Hardy pops were out the ass. And be there or be triangular. Ugh. Jeff Hardy, I've picked number three, John Silver. Johnny's hungry for gold. And yeah. tonight, Jeff beats him like three minutes, who cares? John Moxley. <laughs> is number I mean, four. Yeah, but it's not going to happen, is it? And I can't believe I could have myself into yet another dream match and had Jeff Jarrett. Oh. One day. Now he's got to turn babyface first. It makes I'll, sense. I want MJF to like align with the planet Jarrett a lot. I want him to see that like, you know what? You nearly manipulated yourself into tag title gold by manipulating a guy whose brother's very recently passed away. Pregnant pause. I really like that. And yeah. that becomes like, some, uh, no. Are we good with MJF for now? Yes. Right, what the f*** is Big Bill doing? Because that guy <laughs> is the AW champion elect after the week. My Big Bill week, yeah. right, which I didn't know. It wasn't on any of the posters. I didn't realize it was no. Big Bill week in Las Vegas. But he kicked ass on Rampage, right, in that tag match. Him and Lee Moriarty is a great actor. I love it, a yeah. Big fan of that tag team straight away. But Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm going to say this. The WWE in that man shone in that battle royal. Cedric... Me and Sidgwick were watching going like, like, look at the people he's eliminating. Like the heat he is getting because of who he was booked to eliminate. But then what was he doing? He was playing up to it. He was doubling down on these eliminations by just mean mugging this crowd. He comes out with a lollipop now. You seen this? You heard about this? Yeah. It looks amazing. Like one of his cheeks bulging with this giant lollipop. I wish eating, I was right? the lollipop. I wish I was the lollipop. He was basically the big show and cane in 2015 of that battle royal. <laughs> but good. Big Bill is patter, and everybody felt it. Big Bill Mania was running wild, and you could feel it. Yeah. Give that man a singles win tonight. Okay. Let's see what there is in Big Bill. I like that. I'm not taking the piss here. Like, I'm feeling a lot. Like, this is one of the AW things where this is the company that used to strike while the iron was hot, and now too often gives the people the pushes and then phases them right back. Nah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, hopefully that's one of the big things in June for... For Tony Khan, who knows? Um, <laughs> in terms of the only advertised match for the evening, yeah. as you mentioned, it's Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus Chris Jericho and Soraya, um, which means potentially, because we're not going to play the game because it's not fair with, with Sidgwick not being here, the mm. ladies' night game, but they could do it. <gasps> All they need they to could. do is put a women's match on this card and you've got 1.5 women's matches. You're right. <laughs> It's the lowest bar possible. That's half the women's matches that were on Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> well done. That is, I mean, this is the closest they're ever going to come, isn't it? Oh, man. I think they've done it maybe once. It's one and a half worse than one. Is that like, look, see? Yeah, did see? it. Can't say that. I maybe they should. Tony Storm should defend the title and win. Simple as that. Tony Storm should legitimize the uh, ill-gotten title one. Uh, the outcast can cheat if they want. Ruby Soho can do the old green stuff to the eyes. But have Tony Storm was great in the press conference. She was cruel to multiple people. One of those people was Sky Blue. Let that be the build for that. Like Sky Blue, yeah. I heard that you were chatting about me in the press scrum. That was stupid. I'm going to beat you in a contenders match tonight. And when I do, I'm going to win the title. And she doesn't, but it's a cool match and a scrappy win. All the same. Let's have that. Uh, who do you think wins out of? Well, it has to be Colin Breaker, isn't it? I think so. I think so. I, well, who wasn't bitterly disappointed with. The match on Sunday. Yeah. Rubbish. No good. Um, wrong match to work 
when there were so many other gimmick matches on the card that made you think, well, are they not allowed to do stuff? Are they, have they kind of turned it into a bit of a dog collar match because they can't do as much weaponry stuff as they would like because that's anarchy in the arena and the ladder matches shtick? That's bad broken. That's bad matchmaking. You're loading up too much of your card with gimmicks, so you're forcing wrestlers into corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chain spots did not work. Like, what was the other match recently where somebody wrapped a chain around the leg or the fist and it kept falling down? It was like, this is crap. Yeah, that was... Moxley, maybe? I, like, either way, it was... I feel like it was in WWE. Might have been WWE, wasn't it? And it was just stupid, wasn't it? It was like, this is taking forever and the chain keeps falling down. He looks silly. Yeah. And it was happening to Adam Cole. Like, they just the chemistry was off. Like, two pros like those two don't need some fat loser that's never taken a bump in his life like me to tell them <laughs> that. They know. They know that wasn't up to snuff. The finish was... An okay idea that badly, badly bombed in the building. So sometimes you just got to eat your L's on that one. So yeah, I'd have Cole and Baker win tonight and I'd wrap the Cole and Jericho end of this story because we know we're not finished with the outcasts and the homegrowns. Yeah. We know we're not. Um, the best possible outcome for that is Hater winning the belt back at Wembley, isn't it? Yes. Um, or Hater not winning and Baker turning there for the most, the most heat. Like, that's pretty good too. Like, normally yeah, I'm a like bit like... Missed the, missed the stop for that one. Yeah, so normally I'm not like, oh, hometown for heat kind of thing, but that would be a pretty good one. Like, you're going to get a loud chorus of boos if Jamie Hayter gets screwed in England, and those boos are going to be directed. Or Jamie Hayter wins, uh-huh. right, celebrates, holds the belt up high, but it's not quite high enough. It's Wembley, it's a big stadium. So maybe Britt Baker goes, get on these shoulders, pal. Oh, yeah. And you can't have it happen twice when I'm not there. I missed the fucking Dominic one. Oh, my God. Could you it's imagine? Happening. It's happening again. Electric chair. Uh, let's talk. <laughs> Electric dentist chair. Yes! Just what like we always said. said. <laughs> uh, finally, we have to talk Kanosuke Takeshita. Yeah. How could you? Well, quite easily, because we all knew it was going to happen, but yeah. it, was cool. it was cool all the <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, still. They both bled with the Blackpool Combat Club. So I, I really liked, by the way, how there were celebrations that kept it ambiguous. They were like quite... The Blackpool Combat Club was really chuffed. Hey, we're the winners! Did you buy them off or not? Did Moxley, when he said, you're going to get your heart broken, know that Don Callis was going to turn on Kenny? Like, all of that has been quite nicely kept, um, you know, like kept vague. And Kenny Omega said he had two friends... That he was going to call over from New Japan. We can at least infer that one of them is Ibushi. Either way, you are setting up Blood and Guts. You are creating the board now for Blood and Guts, which is another reason why I think the Outcasts homegrown stuff goes at least to Wembley, because we'd initially said they were going yes, to start yeah, adding yeah, to the yeah. ranks, and it, it doesn't feel like that's what they're doing. They've got it as a three-on-three, three and they seem happy with that. Um, so, yeah, I think... Kanosuke Takeshita just explains kind of what we know already. He's been fooled by Don Callis' manipulation. He's had and his hug rug. His hug rug. He's had money thrust in front of him. In front of him, he's got stars in his eyes. Uh, he believes everything that Callis has been saying about Omega. You're, you're ten times better than Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega's rubbish now. Mm. You're the new Kenny Omega. Blah blah blah. All that sort of stuff. He's also going to talk about how, you know, how the elite and him were sort of on good terms before the BCC attacked him. He's going to say, as a heel should, that well, everything was great. And then I got with you guys and I found myself in trouble. He's yeah. going to blame them for finding himself in trouble, even though part of that was Callis's fault and part of it was his own fault because he was losing almost all the time until he was saddled with the elite. So he's going to deny that any of that ever happened. Like, Callis should say, this guy 
was one of the most winningest AEW wrestlers. And then he hangs around with you losers <laughs> and all that's going wrong. You can do any of that insincere nonsense through Callis if you want to. Takesh is hard. Um, and I would book him for a big television match next week against Nick Jackson. Mm. Singles match next week. Takeshian Page have already fought, I believe. Yes. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So, like, you've got that as a singles rematch in the bank. Kenny and Takeshian is the big singles match, but Ibushi's probably on the way back for the blood and guts. So, yeah, like, Takeshian's, you know, he may have attacked you a double or nothing by surprise, but it won't be an attack next week when Nick Jackson... Takesh is going to come for you. Something like that. Less than a month till Forbidden Door. June 25th. Mm. That's mad, that, isn't it? And to be fair... A Sunday. Oh, my God. Yeah. The empty space on this Dynamite could really be helped by lots of Forbidden Door talk. If they want to set a lot of stuff... They've got a Saturday show on June 17th, and they've got a Sunday show at the end of June. They do need to start setting some stuff up for it, because Double or Nothing kind of showed you a number of the big matches, but didn't lock them in until dead late. Yeah. And it probably hasn't worked as a strategy. So use this. You know how in the old days, the first Dynamite after a pay-per-view would be like a big table setter? Yes. There's lots of space to set some tables here. I think, by the way, I don't think it's necessarily going to happen on tonight's show, but having lost to the House of Blakey in a trios match, mm. and just a little glimpse, there's a little sliver of something from the acclaimed on the road to this week, where they're like, I can't believe we lost. How did we lose? You know, they kicked our asses. We got our asses handed to us. You know, we used to be the tag champs, you know, well, now we're losing this. I think sooner rather than later, they're going to turn. On Daddy Ass. I think they're going to beat the sh- our Daddy Ass. Yeah. He came in. That match was so funny. I didn't think it was that good, by the way. Mm. But it was so funny how Daddy Ass comes in. Like, no sells Brody King, pretty much. Gives, like... Uh, like an elevated famouser to Buddy Matthews. So like two of them, like, yes, he got beaten with a black mass, head kicked off, done, dead. He's the reason they lost. But he was doing a pretty great job of kicking ass <laughs> before then. <laughs> Didn't he give like full middle finger F-bombs to Brody King? Yeah. You don't stare down Brody King and win. You're not supposed to like have the last word of a Brody King. And I love the idea of the politics. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll lay down for the, the big kick. I mean, I'm getting mine first. <laughs> like, you know, I'm kicking two of their asses. So two-thirds of the House of Black were just put to the sword by Billy Gunn. Yeah. Well, look at the size of him, to be fair. It's an interesting shout, that, you know, because he acclaimed a cut. They were super over yeah. in the building, but, like, the cut, they, as an act, they're kind of coasting. Like, that, well, for whatever reason, think about it like this, right? AEW chose to leave the match as a surprise for the acclaimed, oh, it is the acclaimed, thank God, pop, rather than just out and out making a graphic of it mm. when we could see it coming for weeks. What's that about? You know, like, what was the motivation behind that? And what's next for Orange Cassidy, international champion, still oh, no. held together by tape and hopes. Again, Forbidden Door kind of allows you to put your storylines on pause. Um, Swerve and Keith Lee obviously now isn't pay-per-view ready and I, they could well add that to like this week's like next week's dynamite or an upcoming rampage or whatever the stare down went down well in the building so yeah. there is the sense that there's just enough left to do the singles match but when that's finished and i expect swerve to win swerve and orange cassidy is the way yeah people were by that was like undertaker Shawn michaels royal rumble 2007 and if you're good. effectively making that international championship the world title on We've said before, Swerve's going to be world champion in the next few years, mm. one way or another. And Somebody's got to, like, break everybody's hearts with Orange Cassidy. In yeah. the end, he'd be a pretty good one. So, yeah, that's maybe it, you know. Maybe the collision, maybe my stupid little titles idea for collision is the way to go because 
with that happening before Forbidden Door, you can kind of book both things at once, can't yes. you? Yes. You can book US-based storylines for Collision and who's going to be the New Japan wrestler here, who's going to be the New mm. Japan wrestler there. So, yeah, maybe. Right, well, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Weird, Dynamite tonight. Weird. Yeah. Like, you can't put the card together because no. there's one match. You can basically ask, does, like, very, very opening match, big pop wrestlers Jericho and Adam Cole open the show or close it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, because I don't know what Tony Khan's announcement is. Exactly. Well, we'll have to wait and I see I don't tonight. like Wednesday Night Raw. Can we have a card, please? <laughs> we just run out of time. We haven't got enough time to talk about the Hardys now, only Ethan Page's contract. Um, but uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll squeeze that in tomorrow when Sidrick's here, because I'm know he's, i sure he's desperate to talk about it's it. Uh, Shout out to Ethan Page. Star of Ring of Honor ups and yes, downs. Yes, I did. I will Wednesday. say that. This is not their fault. It's... No. Yeah, booking. <laughs> uh, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Dynamite tonight, though, on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Want to hear more Las Vegas stuff? Uh, it's there on the NXT review. Uh, and Sidgwick will be back tomorrow, so we'll be chatting more about it there, of course, on the Dynamite review as well. But for now, this has been the Dynamite preview. My thanks to Michael Hamflet. Thank you for joining us. And we... We'll see you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.